Welcome back to Drones in America by Market Scale. I'm your host, Brian Giad, and I am a partner in the UAS team leader at the law firm of Adams and Reese. Today, I am joined by three individuals who are going to discuss what's one of the most exciting drone events um, each year. And of course, that's the commercial UAV Expo Americas. Things are a little bit different this year as we're not all going to be able to meet up in Las Vegas, but I think it's still going to be an engaging, fun program. So without further ado, I want to um, introduce our three speakers today. We have Lisa Murray, who is the Group Director at Diversified Communications. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Kyle. We also have Lee Corkill, who's the Marketing Director at Diversified Communications. Hi, Lee. Hi, Grant. And then we also have Linda McLaughlin, who's the Conference Program Manager at Diversified Communications. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Grant. Hi, everyone. So let's start by getting straight to the point. Commercial UAV Expo, which is going to take place September 15th through 17th, is going virtual this year, much like many other events, if not all other events. So, um, you know, I'm, I'll start with Lisa on this one. How has preparing for this year's event been different? <laughs> That's a loaded question. Um, I will say it's been challenging. It's been interesting. Um, it's kind of exciting. So it's not unlike producing a live event. All the same elements have to be in play, you know. Um, I think what we focus on as event producers is delivering really good leads to our exhibitors and delivering really great content to our uh, attendees. And so none of that changes, but how to do that in a way that people are ready to consume that information and that it delivers value for them has been the tricky part. So, I mean, we're all in the same boat. You're right. Most events are doing this. Uh, and it's been a matter of being nimble, pivoting quickly, finding a solution that works, and then plugging our content in. So um, I'll be honest, it's it's been a challenge, but I think that we're really focused on delivering value. It's not flashy. It's not um, designed to be a TV production. It's just designed to deliver value and connections. And that ultimately is what we think the biggest value in live shows is. So, yeah. Lee, do you have anything to add to that? You know, um, we're having a, a lot of success selling exhibits and putting together this great con program. We were sure that this would be the largest and the best event um, in the event's history, and then wham, everything just changed. So um, it was really a mad scramble to figure out how to move forward, um, how to bring people together, how to facilitate networking, and, and how best to serve the industry during this really crazy time. That's for sure. It definitely has been a crazy time. Linda, do you have anything to add to that? That? No, I think that's right. <laughs> um, I'll say this is my third year, uh, quote unquote, attending Commercial UAV Expo. Um, you know, the past two years, of course, it was in Las Vegas. And one of the things that um, I think a lot of attendees were looking forward to this year is um, a new location, the Paris um, Casino, which was, you know, really exciting. But you know, virtual meetings can be exciting too, that's for sure. Um, it certainly cuts down on travel costs. Um, so perhaps there are some silver linings for companies that were looking at participating. But at the end of the day, there is no 
um, such for getting to shake people's hands and show off your products and services in person. And I have no doubt we will um, all be together in 2020 um, in some fashion, you know, that's more, more the lines of what we're used to. But I'm excited for this year. And what's really impressive is you guys have been able to score a stellar lineup of speakers, just like you have the, the past few years. So that, that hasn't changed. Um, Linda, was there any kind of, um, has it been more difficult securing those speakers or has it pretty much just been the same? Well, you know, it may have even been easier, Grant, for the reasons you identified, right? So you don't have the hotel part of it. Um, so for instance, having the FAA administrator Dixon, you know, he's um, um, an update there. I think that's really important. Um, you know, I know we'll be getting into some of the speakers and things, but um, it's, it's been really gratifying. I think we've got a who's who of the industry participating in this event. It, it certainly is impressive as always. Uh, Lee, do you have anything to add to that? Um, no, I, I would just say, you know, similar to what Lisa and uh, the, on the, the marketing side, there was a lot that was similar um, to marketing a live event, um, but we're not confined by geography this time. So people can attend really from anywhere in the world. Um, so it ha has opened the world to us because it's convenient um, and, um, you know, we're, we're expecting a good turnout. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt you guys are going to have a good turnout. And um, there are some new things on the plate this year, though, for commercial UAV. So why don't you tell us about that? What are some of the new features that attendees can look forward to experiencing this year? Yeah, certainly. Um, I think that what happens when you do it virtually is more access to more information. So for example, people who um, just want to attend the exhibit hall will also be able to view the keynotes for the, um, we have, we usually do outdoor demos, which are a hugely popular feature of our event and sort of a different, um, we are going to, going to be streaming those um, so that everybody has access to that video gallery and can see the live demos. That's something they wouldn't have access to before. Um, the other thing is there's total visibility from visitor to visitor, speaker to speaker, exhibitor to attendee. They can, everyone registered can see everybody else. So that's unprecedented as well. There's a powerful AI matching tool wherein it will serve up connections for you. So this is something that's probably going to stick even when the virtual events go back to live. Um, there are so many tech products that have come out to connections because businesses are, you know, travel is shut down, but businesses are not. People still need to connect one another and keep their businesses and the economy going. So this has been a really big focus for us is to keep feeding that. Also some virtual networking events. We're trying to throw a little fun into the mix there. Um, another popular thing that we do is roundtable discussions, which are generation only. We're opening those up like to attend because we feel like the industry hasn't gathered on mass for nine months. People are hungry for information. They want to talk to peers and nobody has had that peer-to-peer -peer connection. So one thing we can do for the industry is to really foster, I think that'll be high value to the attendees. I look forward to participating in some of those rounds.
table discussions. And, and that is neat that people who traditionally would not be able to participate in them will this year. Um, I also think there's some new exciting panel discussions that you uh, typically wouldn't have. I know um, one of them, of course, is Mike Blades will be talking about the pandemic and how that's affected the drone industry. I'm excited to be participating on that panel. Um, um, a lot of different players in this industry, how COVID-19 has affected them. Um, there certainly have been some negative effects, but there are quite a few companies that have not only surfing. And I think it's because people are seeing as a force multiplier distancing tool on a level they never had before. And I think COVID-19 kind of opened the doors for that. Um, Linda, what other types of uh, panel discussions are new? Yeah, I think you're, that's exactly, I'm really to that one, you know, because I think even, um, you know, advertising with drones, all these different things in addition to, um, say, delivery, drone delivery, um, you know, that's going to be a big one. That's going to be uh, following the keynotes on Wednesday, be on Thursday, September 17th. I think, you know, for instance, Jay Merkel is going to be hosting a session on no, not only an update from the IPP, uh, but also expanded operations. That's always high interest and value audience. So Eileen Lockhart from Excel is um, energy in that one as well. Uh, for utilities, um, infrastructure, these things are, are really interesting and important. So those are a couple. So who are some of the speakers this year who perhaps are new and we haven't heard from before? I noticed it, it appears that we maybe have some international companies. Um, some speakers from a couple of overseas companies are internationally that are also going to be speaking. Uh, Linda, uh, tell us about that. Yeah, um, someone that, that I'm looking forward to um, having head up a lot of our um, industrial facilities content is Khaled uh, from um, Saudi Aramco. And um, and and he's he's a really important uh, person too because he's he's very interested in, in finding out what are the real needs of the asset owners and that's of course a primary motivator for us. Um, so of course we've we've also got um, PK from NASA is going to be talking about UTM. I know one of the things we're going to be talking about during this discussion is some of the trends that we're seeing. So. Um, UTM is a, is a big part of a lot of these um, trends and initiatives that we're seeing. Um, I'm going to say Finch Fulton from USDOT is going to be moderating the session on civil infrastructure, AAM. So that is, we're saying, a, a who's who of, of, the, uh, of the market. That's really exciting. And we are, are going to get into the trends in a minute because um, I'm sure you guys have seen, uh, I'm reading stories now about Amazon introducing a drone that can pull you up ski lifts. And um, when, when all over from skiing, the drone, I, I wish this had been in existence 15 years ago when I, the first time I skied, because I would have accessed it. I'm not a good skier. I can kind of hold my own now on the greens and maybe blues, but having a drone to help you is just fantastic. Um, but we'll get into that in a minute. Lee, in terms of marketing, have you seen in a, a type of interest this year, perhaps because more people are able to attend 
than otherwise would be. They're not cost prohibited now. They don't, they don't need a plane ticket to Vegas. They don't need to pay to stay at the hotel. Are, are you seeing interest from people, from certain types of people that you otherwise, you don't think you would have? Yeah, definitely. So um, we traditionally um, have, I think, 50 represented, but about 20% um, of our audience is um, international. Um, you know, we don't know yet where that will end up this year, um, but we're definitely getting people who have event who maybe would never attend a live event but who see the value of attending this event. Um, because as we've said, there's no, no need to hop on a, a plane. Um, there's no, um, you know, no travel hassle. It's very affordable for a, a conference pass is just $295 September 1st. Um, and um, not only can someone um, watch the live sessions, but also all of the sessions recording over um, 30 days. People over the years deciding between sessions to attend saying, I wish I could be in two places at once. Well, you kind of can um, uh, through through this, this platform we're using. That's exciting. I know the past two years I've gone, I've had that problem. Um, and I just had to get from room to room. But it, it's really neat to be able to to kind of give everyone talk. I know, I think we have two visionary panels this year. Is it two or three? Um, and I look forward to being able to, you know, hear them all because um, although they were spaced out at different times last year, it have control over when you watch them. Because what I want to do is watch them back to back. Because I think it gives you, an, when you hear these big names in the industry, you know, back to back and hear them all talk at once. So it kind of gives you a different um, perspective on things. So Lisa, in terms of the overall commercial drone market that you guys are noticing, um, obviously, you know, Linda had mentioned, I think we can all agree that remote ID is an extreme topic of interest these days, as, as it always has been, but now we're really close to a, a rule coming out. Um, so what are some other areas that, in terms of areas where people are becoming interested in drone use? Well, I thought it was really interesting on um, the most recent FAA report that came out that um, on the commercial side anyway, 39% between which far exceeded the FAA's expectations. And I think the consumer market lagged a little bit. So for me, it's the maturation of the market. It's actually solidifying a real entity. Um, you know, so Gartner Hype Cycle, you know, we're, we're kind of, there's been a lot of consolidation and mergers and acquisitions. And so the players who are now in the market, I think are here. Um, and so that's been one interesting overall observation, but then, Drone delivery, certainly in the pandemic, has gotten some traction. Um, we've been in close touch with um, some of the companies who are who are um, involved in that space. And as Linda mentioned, the UPS panel, um, which happens to be since, but the Flight Forward team is going to be presenting in a key session um, what their experience has been. And Balaganam UPS is also presenting as well. Um, 
You know, I was just on the phone with the drone responders uh, and they do our public safety content. They're going to have some really interesting um, matchups. Like one of their sessions is um, and Skydio and DJI uh, talking about what the differences are in their platforms and capabilities and solutions for public safety. I would say public safety has gotten a bump during this. Um, so even, you know, infrastructure projects, we've, I've sat through webinars this year about how those of it takes the person out of the equations. It's made a lot of sense for infrastructure inspection to use drones. It's kind of maybe pushed people to do it at a time where they may have been more reticent. Um, so as you said, positive year due to COVID, um, some negatives as well, but mostly we find that people are uh, feeling and um, its prospects as we go forward. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, also re a, a lot of the stuff is intertwined, you know, it's interrelated, but I think security, oh, and um, the, this need to make, you know, we're trying to kind of hit these, these uh, trends and really important issues in, in the keynotes and plenaries. And um, so we've got a session on, on that. Um, security in, in the age drones. Um, and another one that's rated D um, and UTM is um, autonomy, of course, right? And the drone in a box, those kinds of issues. So we've got a session on that as well. So these things are just really important. Absolutely. Uh, drones in the box, autonomous drones. I actually um, just recorded a webinar with, uh, it was Iris Automation. And we had a great discussion about autonomy versus unmanned. Because for granted, because we're in this industry, but people the same thing, and they don't. Um, but 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 they truly do. People who are not in the industry say, "What's the difference? What's the difference between a drone and an unmanned drone?" And yada yada. So it's a. Uh, it really is great to see automation playing such a an increasingly major role in this technology. We all can look forward to. Um, Lisa, you brought up drone deliveries and. You're so right. I'm seeing a surge in interest in companies wanting to perform drone deliveries um, to the extent they can under 107, the core limited. But really, 135 is where you get into that ability to do the online site scale and deliveries. And I've actually had two clients that I'm working with on applications right now. You know, only two have ever been granted for drones so far. You have Wing and then UPS Flight Forward. Those are the only ones that have been granted, but yet you're seeing a centrist among companies because customers, citizens, constituents, whatever these groups of people, they are wanting drone deliveries. They are seeing the value in not having to leave their house in November prescription from Walgreens where sick people are in line to pick up their prescriptions. And it kind of is the same thing to amplify all of this. So, I'm definitely seeing an increase in interest in the drone delivery um, topic. So uh, one thing, one question I want to ask each of the three of you, I've kind of identified what is, um, I think is a fun, exciting helip example. Tell me what your favorite use for drones is that you never would have thought of, but you're hearing about it and, and you think it's just the coolest thing. Leela, start with you. Oh, I, my favorite COVID drone story is, um, I believe it's uh, North Carolina, a librarian 
as deliver books to kids by drone. And um, I love that because they were out of school and um, they could pick out the, I, uh, I wish who she was working with um, to, to deliver them, but I thought that was a really neat story. That is, that's really cool. I never heard that before. Lisa, how about you? My favorite, um, and it has been my favorite for years, is part of the drone hero contest that we do at our Euro European event. We do commercial UAV Expo Europe as well in Amsterdam. And we have this contest for innovative technology. Um, a young researcher who was from, I think it was Afghanistan, and he had grown up knowing a lot of um, friends whose limbs and had been blown off and family members um, from um, IEDs that were still buried in the ground. So he created a drone that would sense the IED, lower down, detonate the IED, and then get out of the way in time for it to detonate. Saving literally people's lives and limbs. And um, he actually, I think he won most innovative um, with us a few years ago at the European event. I just thought that was super impressive. And it was very personal. So I love when somebody adapts drone use to something that, you know, is meaningful like that. That's fantastic. Um, reminds me of Eris and they kind of made the first kidney delivery via drone to a, a transplant recipient. Yeah. I like stories like that. And I wish the public stories more. Uh, uh, you know, a study recently and actually, despite what all of us in this industry are saying, those stories are published out resonating. They're not, they're certainly are not given the exposure that the negative stories are. But um, for some reason, I guess 2020 is not a year when any of us should expect people to just really latch on to positivity and uh, positive stories, given how crazy this year's been. But hopefully, you know, that, that will change because that people are starting to pay attention more to the positive uses. Linda, what about you? What's your favorite use case? Well, I, I, I'm not even sure it's really best yet, but um, for me, me personally, I've got an Oculus Quest. Um, so I'm kind of in what, what I kind of learned, a couple things that I learned is on the VR side of it, um, all the amazing scenery that you're immersed in. Uh, that could only have been captured with drones pretty much, right? Uh, and the other part, say, on the augmented reality side, you know, using that for uh, going beyond visual out of sight and these types of things, I think that's just really exciting. So, you know, kind of integrating these is really interesting to me, so I'd love to see it go that way. Absolutely, that's really cool. So, you know, we're almost out of time, but before we close, what can you tell me, um, and, and I guess I'll go to Lisa. Can you tell us about Commercial UAV Expo 2021? Oh, yeah, 2021. Um, it is going to be at the Mirage. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, nice, nice step up. Um, we're excited about that. And I really hope it's live. Um, I'm very hopeful that by Q3, we can do live events again. And for our own personal you know, reasons that I'm saying that, I really stay in very close touch with our customers and they are really missing it. You know, they're missing it for their businesses. They're lacking connection. They need to stay on top. Just as you said, you cannot get the person to person experience 
no matter what technology you use. So we'll do the best we can and we'll try and help people along. But I think when the event business gets back, it's going to be amazing because people have a new, and we've also learned some tech technology advances that we'll probably integrate that will just make it more effective. People are certainly never going to take for granted again, the ability to, person. It, it definitely has changed things. You know, we miss our customers. We miss um, being in touch with them. We miss running events. I mean, in Absolutely. So uh, any dates yet or is that still in the September 7th through the 9th. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Hopefully, we will have a vaccine long before then, and um, I, I think people are just going to go stir crazy if they don't start congregating. Hopefully, in, by spring next year, we'll start seeing more and more of these events pick up, if not sooner. So, um, I want to thank the three of you for uh, being here today. Commercial UAV is one of my favorite events um, by, by far. It, it's sick to see so many big names and so many great people. And you guys did a phenomenal job. This is my third year and I'm excited to make it, I'm excited to make it an annual thing. It's, it's just, it's just fantastic. So um, thanks again to the three of you for being here. And I look forward to quote unquote seeing you um, next month at the expo. And I'm especially looking forward to seeing you at the uh, September 2021. Um, Thanks. Thank you. We all want to get back to live events, but in the meantime, a huge thank you from the whole UAV for all you've done uh, and for putting on things like this to Absolutely. Well, it's my pleasure to, to do what I can to um, bring people together as well. You know, you guys already do such a fantastic job promoting the expo, but the more of us can help promote this industry, I think the better for everyone. So, um, so thanks again for all you, all the three of you do, and all Diversified Communications does. Forward um, to the expo and this week for the next episode of Drones in America by Market Scale.